0: Wrestle not against flesh and blood. Victory is a goal for every battle. Get set for an empowerment to conquer in the battles of life as you listen to Encounter with the Truth by Pastor Sami. You. you are my God. That be planted in the house of the Lord, shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This blessed month, which is February in our year of overflow the prophetic theme God gave us, we are riding on is The Righteous Shall Flourish The Righteous Shall Flourish Praise the Lord And on the Sundays, we'll be dealing with a series I have titled, Unveiling the Mysteries of Sanctification So this service I'm doing Unveiling the mysteries of sanctification, part 1a. Part 1a, and the second service, I will do part 1b. Praise the Lord. We need to understand, first of all, that things in the kingdom are wrapped up in mysteries. When we talk about a mystery, we mean a hidden truth, a truth. That is hidden. God glories in hidden things. In Mark chapter 4 verse 11 He said, and He said unto them, unto you it is given in parables. But not unto them but unto them It is given in parables. But unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. So everything in the kingdom of God is packaged in mysteries. They are hidden. So it has to be found out. It has to be searched out. It has to be looked for. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. These hidden truths, which we call mysteries, are unveiled or are opened up or are unwrapped by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit unwraps mysteries to us. The Holy Spirit unwraps mysteries to us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse Nine and ten. He said, But as it is written, eyes has not seen. So mysteries, eyes have not seen. Neither ears he heard, neither have it entered the heart of any man. So you can't assess the things of God with the wisdom of men. That is how that is the reason why a lot of people fail. Wisdom of men cannot assess the things of God because they are hidden. Intellectual sense or wisdom cannot give you insight into spiritual things because spiritual things are spiritually discerned. So Paul is saying, Eyes have not seen, neither ears he heard, neither have it entered the heart of any man. The things God has prepared for those who love Him. Then he said, He has made them known to us by His spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the agent of unwrapping mysteries. He is the agent who unveil mysteries to us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. One of such mysteries in the kingdom is the mystery of sanctification. Sanctification. Or the mystery of godliness. In 1 Timothy 3 verse 16a. He said, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. 1 Timothy chapter 6, chapter 3, sorry, verse 16a. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. The word godliness means righteousness, it means holiness, it means sanctification. Great is the mystery of sanctification. So, godliness is a great mystery which you need the Holy Spirit to open you up into. So that you can walk in holiness. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And one of the things about anything which is a mystery is that mysteries are not heard. Mysteries are seen. You see it. When you see it, you walk in it and you become it. The reason is that when you see something, you don't doubt it. Nobody doubts what he sees. So what the Holy Ghost does in mysteries is that he shows you. Because Jesus said in the ministry of Jesus, uh, concerning the Holy Ghost, in John chapter 16, when you read the verse, talking about the Holy Spirit, he says, Verse 13 said that when He is come, He will teach you all things. He will show you the things to come. So the Holy Spirit has a ministry of showing. He shows you things. And the things He shows us are mysteries. You see mysteries. You don't hear mysteries. When you see it, you don't doubt it. You believe it. And when you believe it, you supernaturally become saints becomes it. That is the process. No one doubts what he sees. Even the worst doubter, when he sees something, he believes. So the Holy Ghost goes on to open your eyes to see. Not with this your natural eye, but with your spiritual eyes. And when you see it, you believe it. And when you believe it, you supernaturally become it. So Paul in his writings, In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 9a. He was talking about himself, about the ministry God has given to him. And he said, to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. What is the fellowship of the mystery? To make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. Mysteries are seen the Holy Ghost unfold them so that you see. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And when you see them, when you see the mysteries, it takes keys. It takes keys to unlock the mysteries. The mysteries that must be seen. You need keys to unlock them. So godliness is wrath in a packet, in God's store, you unlock it with a spiritual key, and then you see the mystery of godliness. I believe you are getting it. You need spiritual keys to unlock. The Holy Ghost delivers spiritual keys to you, and you unlock them, and then you see. And when you see, You see, in the, in the ministry of Jesus, Jesus said something. He said, keep your treasures in heaven where peace nor more will be able to what, destroy them. So treasures in the kingdom are kept in safe places. In where? Safe places. You don't put a treasure anywhere. And so God's treasures are kept in safe places. And you need the key to enter into that place to see the treasures. Praise the Lord. For example, prosperity is one of God's treasures. It is kept in safe places. So you need key to unlock. Jesus speaking to Peter. He said, behold, I give you the keys of the kingdom. So that you begin to unlock. When you unlock, you see, you become it. And then you... When you unlock, you see the thing, you become. When you unlock, you see the thing, you become. When you unlock, you see the thing, you become. So what is the step? The step is that everything in the kingdom is packaged in mysteries. The Holy Ghost open you up to the mysteries by delivering to you keys. And with the key, you open the... Spiritual door to see that treasure which is the mystery in that door. And when you see it you believe it and when you believe it you supernaturally become it. So this man the Holy Ghost is delivering to us keys that will enable us to walk in sanctification. Because there is no overflow until you start to walk in sanctification. Praise the Lord. So as those keys are been handed to us and we unlock the door of godliness. We begin to see godliness and we begin to walk godliness and begin to see the overflow of God in our lives. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And the number one key we want to exploit today in this Thanksgiving service is the key of hunger and thirst and love after righteousness. To live a sanctified life you must have a death to fulfill all righteousness to live a holy life there must be a test and a hunger in your spirit for holiness Matthew chapter 5 verse 6 he said blessed are they that hang and test after righteousness for they shall be filled. So it is your test and your hank after righteousness that will bring the feeling of righteousness in your life. Anything you are not thirsty for, you cannot be filled with. If you are not thirsty after righteousness, you can never be filled with Righteousness. Praise God. Jesus was thirsty after righteousness. So when John the Baptist wanted to hinder him in fulfilling righteousness, in Matthew chapter 3, when you read verse 13 downwards, Jesus appeared for him to be baptized. And John said, no, 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 no. You are greater than me. Uh, You rather should baptize me. Why should I baptize you? No. Then Jesus said, Suffer it not to be so, that I must fulfill all righteousness. Don't hinder me in fulfilling righteousness. He was so thirsty, that he who was God, made himself man, for man to baptize him. Because that was what to happen, in order for righteousness to prevail. In his life, and in the life of humanity. So he said, don't hinder me, because all righteousness must be fulfilled. Praise the Lord. So your test and your hunger after righteousness is what will make you be walking in righteousness. Praise the Lord. Now, testing after righteousness is not also possible if you don't love righteousness. So it is the love for righteousness that gives birth to a test in your heart for righteousness. You need to love righteousness before you can be tested for righteousness. Jesus was a lover of righteousness a prophecy about him in Psalm 45 verse 7 it says, "For thou loved righteousness and hated iniquity for thou loved righteousness and hated iniquity therefore the Lord thy God hath crowned with the, or you, you never wear a crown in any field you are in as a believer until you are a level of righteousness. We have said on this altar, there, you can, there are so many ways people can take to succeed. But there is only one way to be successful in the kingdom. And all ways to succeed will end. It is only succeeding in your field in God that will have us. Post- blessing I have challenged any devil in Africa we don't make research on the way people end. that's why people still have mental oh this one was great this one but people who get money evil way, when they are ending their end is awful 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 they are, they are rich And their children don't enjoy. You see, their, their children become vagabonds and all the things they corrupted people for. Within some few years, you can't find it anymore. They have been in debt. Africa, we don't do such research. In Europe and in America, I said with you some five powerful men some time ago in America, who in their lifetime, The five of them their wealth was far much more than all the american recess but the way they died and ended two of them committed suicide one ended died as a prisoner he died in prison praise the lord so there is only one way to be successful in the kingdom and that is god's way and that is the righteous way. He said, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. Now that we are in a bit of dry season, a lot of trees, their leaves are dying. But the palm tree, it is still so grounding. Whether there is farming, palm tree will stand. Whether there is rain, palm tree will stand. When you palm trees in the desert, the righteous are hot. Flourish! It's not seasonal. It's whether he's there or not flourish. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so you see, it is love for righteousness that develops a test in your heart after righteousness. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. And that brings you to blessed. Is he who hangs and tests after righteousness. Praise God. Daniel loved righteousness so much. He was a lover of righteousness so much. That in Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. He says, and he purposed in his heart. How can I do such evil against my God? I will not take a portion of the king's meal, meal that has been served to idols, I will not be a partaker. I would rather die fasting than to eat. And no wonder, Daniel, is made great. He was, he was influential in three successive governments, Daniel. MPP came, Daniel was Influencer, NDC came Daniel was Influencer CPP came, Daniel was influential. DPP came, Daniel was Influencer Why? Because of Love after all righteousness He wasn't a Political He wasn't a party political Leader He was a righteous Politician, praise the Lord who is influential in any government. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Joseph. Joseph was the lover of righteousness. His master gave him everything. And the wife fell in love with him. And the wife told him. said come. Come and let's have fun. You see. And most of us don't know. Those days in Egypt. The women that were given Potiphar was a commander general. He was a commander. Women that were married men like that were Mrs. Egypt. People who have gone through contest and they have won. And their beauty and their countenance is very fair. Countenance is what? They have everything. They have everything. Some men they say I want sheep. Praise the Lord. Shape <laughs> uh, yourself, hallelujah. This lady, Potiphar, Mrs. Potiphar, has everything that a man would desire. And this woman said to Joseph, come, come, let's have fun. Lie with me, you see. You are a handsome young man. He said, no, praise the Lord. He said what? Well, no! How can I do such wickedness and sin? against my God. He didn't mean against my master Potiphar. Because it wasn't his motivation. It wasn't because he feared Potiphar. That is why he could not do. But because he feared God. He feared God. How can I do? Listen to how you call it. Such wickedness against my God. That is a lover. Of righteousness. Praise the Lord. And no wonder. A slave. Who in his life. He was a property those times as a slave. You have property. You are an asset to somebody. He can kill you anytime. A slave. He made. The number two. In a kingdom. In which he was a slave in. He started bossing over his own master fortified. When Joseph is coming, Potiphar has to salute. Righteousness will always lift. He said righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach. Righteousness will always exalt you. Proverbs 14, 34. Righteousness exalts a nation. But sin always brings shame. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, when we walk in righteousness, what does the love of righteousness do in your life? When you love righteousness, the first thing righteousness does in your life is that it makes you take a stand against sin and make a choice for righteousness. When you are a lover of righteousness, it makes you take a stand against sin. Anything sin, you say no. Anything sin, no. Anything sin, no. When Moses have come into earth, he said no to sin. But he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a moment. He said no to sin. Righteousness makes you take a stand for God Praise, take a stand for righteousness and make you say no to sin hallelujah you make a choice for righteousness when you love righteousness you make a choice for it and you say no to every sin again when you love righteousness you certainly hate sin or iniquity you have loved righteousness and hated iniquity so love of righteousness will make you hate sin sin doesn't become a friend if you make sin a friend one day one day sin will kill you for the soul that sin that die sin will kill you praise the lord Because the man of sin, who controls sin, who is called the devil, he has an agenda to steal, to kill, and to destroy. It is so pathetic that now sin has dragged itself into the church. And sin is sitting in the church. And then roaming about in the church. And church folks are wallowing with sin. And are adapting with sin. To the point that, oh, this one is nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. You see, this one, there's no problem with it. But the point is that there is only one way. And that is the way of righteousness. And in this year of overflow, church... What will stir the overflow in your life and in my life? It's a stand for righteousness. Righteousness is a choice you make. By your love for righteousness. And it moves with a lot of blessings. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How does my love for righteousness manifest? How? My love for righteousness. What if I love righteousness? I will love God's word. My love for righteousness manifests in my love for God's word. Because God's word is water which cleanses you out of every filth and sin. For how can a young man keep his way pure? By taking heed according to your word. That word have I hid in my heart. That I may not sin against thee. Psalm 119. Verse 9. Please project that. And then you move to verse 11. The same Psalm 119. How can a young man keep his way pure? Psalm 119. Verse 9. Not 97. Praise the Lord. Wherewith a young man cleanses his ways? He said, by taking heed thereto according to thy word. And then go to verse 11, the same Psalm 119. He said, thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. If you love righteousness, you will love His Word. Because the love for His Word will bring a cleansing in your life. And that cleansing will make you be living holily. 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 Paul was giving a testimony about himself in the church in Thessalonica. 1 Thessalonians. uh, Verse 2. 1 Thessalonians 10. Uh, sorry, 2 verse 10. Chapter 2 verse 10. He said, ye are witnesses. And God also. How holily. And justly. And blamelessly. We behaved ourselves. Among you. First Thessalonians 2. 10. Ye are witnesses. And God also. So he wasn't just talking. He said, God also is a witness. Then he said, How holily and justly and unblamably we behave ourselves among you that believe this is a man talking not an angel a man he said so ye are witnesses and God how holyly and justly and unblamably we behave ourselves among you so love for righteousness goes with the love for God's word. You can never walk in righteousness if you don't love his word. You said, Oh, how I do love your word? It is my meditation all the day long. Psalm 119 verse 97. Oh, how I do love your word? It is my meditation all the day long. Let's stay in God's word. Let's love it. It is a spiritual shower we take. When we are studying the word, when we are reading the word, when we are listening to the word, it's like standing at the sour naturally and then opening your towel, tap and then the sour watching you. Spiritually too, as you stay in the word, you open spiritual sour and it sours you. It sours you and makes you clean. Praise the Lord. Again, if you love righteousness, you also love the house of the Lord. You love God's house. You love God's house. You love to come to church. You don't need encouragement to come to God's house. Psalm 84. When you read it, you say, oh, how amiable are that? Psalm 84, verse 1 and 2. Psalm 84, Verse 1 and 2. How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. Verse 2. My soul longs, yea, even fainted for the cause of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cried out for the living God. Talking about God's word. Then you go to verse 7. Psalm 84 verse 7. Verse 7. He said, they go from strength to strength, every one of them in Zion appeared before God. And verse 10, verse 10, he said, a day in thy court is worth more than a thousand years in this world. At verse 10, for thou art great and thou, praise the Lord. Go with me. Let me go to my Bible. (laughs) Hallelujah. Verse 10. For a day in thy court is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. A day in thy court is better than a thousand. I had, listen, a day in God's house, it's better than a thousand outside. Thousand years. I, said, I had rather to be a doorkeeper. In the house of my God. Than to dwell. To death. Than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. David is a Oh, He is writing this. He said I would rather be a doorkeeper. A watchman. In God's house. Than to be a CEO. Outside somewhere. No wonder, 3,000 years, a lover of God after his death. Israel is still celebrating him. David is the only king that has ever been celebrated. His tomb is still preserved. When you go to Israel, it is only David and Jesus whose tomb is still preserved. Why? Because a lover of God. He served his generation by love. He loved God's house there are some people, they think coming to church, they are, they are doing favor to someone. No. You are building your life a posterity of blessing. It, you can never live righteously if you are not church. If you don't belong to a church. I'm telling you. Because there is no provision in this book that makes provision for someone to be able to live Righteously. Without not coming to church. There is no scripture in this book that supports it. So people just talk. Me, I don't go to church, but I, they are lying. With their mouth. If God is showing you, giving you a picture of what they are doing, you will be surprised. Say, hey, this brother, is that how he is? You will be surprised. They will talk with their mouth. Stay out of church for one man. You will start. Shop you you this you hate you say oh but this one is not i was speaking with someone among us for about one month. he has, he has started drinking tonic wine he said A tonic wine so it will change from tonic wine to alomobite and then i don't know what that tonic wine was is so coming to jail, for just one month, somebody firebrand firebrand started drinking tonic wine <laughs> Just one month staying out of God and getting to other other started drinking for listen emmanuel has not been to church for one month and then the, the pastor saw him he said where have, where have you been he said emmanuel you are gone he said no he said emmanuel. he said pastor I'm into alcohol now <laughs> just one month just what it's the place of preserving your righteousness. Because as you stay in God's house, my fire is burning. Your fire is burning. Every desire of evil begins to die out. Begin to die out. These are truths that must be said. Love for righteousness goes with love for his house. So when you see that your love for God's house is diminishing, Then it is telling you that iniquity is knocking at your door. Very soon you will enter in iniquity. Sin. If the devil wants you, the first place he takes you out is out of the fellowship of the brethren. And put you among fellowship of the wicked. Then he can begin to beat you. Beat you. Beat you. Because when he steps here, he knows that. My fire is burning. Another fire. So he'll be burned out. He can't get in. But when he gets you into cold people. Then he can be sopping your hair. started into tonic wine. Tonic wine. Tonic. I don't know what that wine is. But the story, I'm into tonic wine. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And those who know that when we close. Come and tell me what it is. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your love for righteousness manifests in your love for God's house. The third one is that your love for righteousness manifests in your obedience or your delight in His commandment. If you love me, obey my commandment. John chapter 14 verse 15. He that loveth my commandment and keepeth them is he that loveth me. Praise the Lord. 1 John chapter 5 verse 3. He said, for this is the love of God. Please project that. 1 John 5 verse 3. 1 John 5 verse 3. For this is the love of God. That we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. For this is the love of God. That we keep his commandment, And then he said, his commandments are not grievous. They are not burdensome. They are not very difficult to keep. This is the love of God that will keep his commandment. Praise the Lord. And lastly, if you love him, you will love your neighbor. Your neighbor. Your neighbor. How can you say you love God, which you cannot see? And your neighbor you see, you don't love. You are a liar. 1 John. 1 John chapter 4, verse 20 and 21. 1 John 4. Verse 20 and 21. He said, if a man say, I love God and hated his brother, see it, he is a liar. For he that loveth his brother, whom he has seen. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? 21. And this commandment have we from him that he who love God love his brother also you cannot love god which you have not seen and your brother you have seen you say you don't love you are sitting in the same chair with your brother your sister you don't talk you say i love god i love you i love you lord you are a liar you are a liar you are a liar God, you cannot see, you say you love Your neighbor you see. You are a liar. So your, your love for righteousness manifests in your love for your neighbor. Your love for your neighbor. Your love for your neighbor. That is practical Christianity. Not that one people, Christianity is a work, it's a lifestyle. It's not something you say People must see in your life Practical Christianity Love your neighbor He that hated his brother Is out of God Hallelujah 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 And as you love righteousness And walk in it What is the blessing? I'm just talking about one Blessing of righteousness Righteousness in walking in righteousness, you assess your inheritance. All your kingdom inheritance is rooted in righteousness. Acts chapter 20 verse 32. He said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them. Which are sanctified The word there is Among all them which are sanctified I, And now brethren I commend you to God and to the word Of his grace which is able to build you up And to give you an inheritance Among all them Which are sanctified You need sanctification To assess all your kingdom Inheritance Everything God has Is for his children A good father father wills everything he has to his children. And that is what God has done. He has willed everything he has to us. That's why we have New Testament, Old Testament. The word Testament means will. New will, old will. Praise the Lord. And they are all for us. But you need sanctification to assess your portion. To assess your portion. To assess your portion. Job was the greatest in all the East. And look at the description the Bible gave him. Job chapter 1. Verse 1. Job chapter 1. Verse 1. He had a a refined description. There was a man in the land of whose. Whose name was Job. And that man was perfect. And upright. And one that feared God and assured what? Ah, go to verse 2. And look at a man like that. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. Verse 3. His substance was 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 5,500 yoke of oxen, and 500 sea asses and a very great household so that this man was the greatest of all men of the east in those days the east was the most civilized nation job was the greatest his description a man who is upright a man who fears god a man who is righteous a man who has sealed what evil. Church righteousness will cause you to assess every inheritance in God. You take your portion and you become. It's a choice you make and the Holy Ghost empowers your choice. Never forget it. Note that love is a choice you make. Love for righteousness you make a choice for it and the holy ghost empowers your choice to be able to live righteous. please be on your feet we hope you have been blessed by the word we would you love to have course. you worship with us at Congress the global ministries located at british sailor society Takrady, no. near the harbour gate Or call us on 0243-287-958 or 0246-111-278. You are blessed.